Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, check this out. I'm so excited to share this with you. We've been working on it for a long time, and we've got two incredibly special events coming your way. I can't believe this is real, but we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of one of the most important pay-per-views in history, one of my personal favorite pay-per-views in history. Of course, I'm talking about Barely Legal 1997, ECW's very first pay-per-view. Paul Heyman convinced the boys and us, the fans, that this was the dance. And finally, we were going to see Taz and Sabu. Boy, they built that match for what felt like years. And now they're finally going to hook it up only on pay-per-view. And I can't believe this is real. Buddy, the 16-year-old in me is so excited for this. We're going to have Taz and Sabu do a watch-along of that match and take your questions about Barely Legal 1997. What was going on in front of the camera? But more importantly, what did we not see behind the camera? These guys have never done this before, but they're going to do it together with us on April 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And yes, you can be there. Yes, you can ask questions. It's all happening at adfreeshows.com. But buddy, before that, do we have something special in store? I'm talking April 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Mark your calendars down. The nature boy. That's right. Ric Flair is going to join us live as we watch back his classic WrestleMania 8 title match. It's Ric Flair, the macho man. It's for the world title. And it's 30 years this year. Can you believe it? It's been 30 years since WrestleMania 1992. And we are going to talk about what could have been with WrestleMania eight. I think everybody expected it to be Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Instead, it was the macho man and what a match it was. By the way, these are both happening at adfreeshows.com. A $29 level membership on adfreeshows.com gets you a seat for not one, but both events along with the access to all the content on the site or become a top guy member to come up and ask your questions live with Taz, Sabu, and yes, the nature boy. That's two can't miss events in April at adfreeshows.com. That's the only place you can do this. Check it out. If you haven't already adfreeshows.com, you don't want to miss this. You know, I get the question all the time, Conrad, I know you help people save money and you help people refinance, but could you actually help me buy a house? Yeah, buddy. Come on now. Buywithconrad.com is your hookup. And let me give you a heads up. You don't need a huge down payment to buy a house in 2022. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. There are still loan programs out there that can get you out of your apartment and into a brand new house with no money down. And I know it sounds too good to be true, but buddy, we're doing it pretty routinely. And you don't have to be a veteran, but yeah, we can still help our veterans get into a house with no money down. 
But more importantly, we're going to help you get on the path to buy a house this year. You see, a lot of times we have these conversations and folks say, well, I've got a little bit of time left on my lease, or I'm not sure exactly when I'll be ready, or how much of a down payment do I need to save up? My advice, don't get ahead of yourself. Let's start the pre-approval process. Let's know what your new house payment could look like. You'll tell us how much down payment you want to have. Maybe the answer is zero. That's cool. And then you'll tell us what you want your monthly payment to be. And then you go shopping for your dream home. But step one starts at buywithconrad.com. And hey, did you know that when you go to file your taxes as a homeowner, you're going to get a statement back from your mortgage company that's going to say, hey, you can write off this amount of interest this year. How much of your rent are you writing off this year? None of it. Oh, and by the way, what's your interest rate on your rent? Well, that would be 100%, pal. You know you can do better than 100% interest. That's what rent is. Stop throwing your money away. And by the way, we can even help you get rid of your current house and get into a better house if you already have a house, but you think, you know what? It's time for a new place. We can help you at buywithconrad.com. That's buywithconrad.com, B-U-Y with Conrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And be sure to ask about our green light underwrite. We can actually get your file completely underwritten, and that allows you to negotiate like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com. Come be a part of the greatest stable since the four horsemen. Adfreeshows.com is your home for Arn and all of my other podcasts. And you get every episode from all the shows early, ad-free, and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just 30 cents a day. Want to add cheese to that Whopper? Adfreeshows.com also has tons of exclusive Arn bonus content, like reliving the very first War Games match, or watching back a landmark moment in Arn's career, pinning Hulk Hogan 1-2-3 on Nitro. We also have interactive events where you get to chat one-on-one with Arn during Ask Arn Live, or how about live watch-along events like we did with FTR and Tully? Uh, of course, Arn is not one to toot his own horn, so I will toot toot. Adfreeshows.com is the best value going in wrestling today. So sign up today or else. Maybe we should have a gun sound effect here. I'm just kidding. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spine Buster. He is double A. He is Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? Well, I miss you, buddy. It's been a minute. I'm excited to be back with you, dude. We got the band back together today. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, the way you scramble and, and fit the pieces together and make everything fly is a miracle. And, uh, Paul did a great job filling in for you, uh, you know, there for a month. Always a pleasure doing business with him. Uh, understand you had a great vacation down in Florida. Yes, Well-deserved. Thank you. Thank you. You did a little bit of schmoozing with the missus, I'm pretty sure. Man, I'm in good graces right now. It's a good place to be. 
I don't know if you could, you know, taking her down there, as we know, is the most beautiful beach probably in the world. Yeah. It's just short of giving her a big stack of cash. Yeah. And knowing her, she's probably figured out a way to do that too. So, she's uh, got, yeah, she got that. Whether you take her to the beach or not. <laughs> well, man, I'm excited to talk about JCP. You know, you guys have been talking about these last few weeks, the end of 1987, and we're going to put a bow on it today. December 1987, and we are, man, just right behind uh, the the Starcade event. And that Starcade event, what a show it was! I think a lot of folks left that show thinking that maybe the Road Warriors were the tag champs, and now you and Tully can't get can't wait to get on TV and show ass a little bit about hey, we still got the belts. In hindsight, uh, I think a lot of folks probably felt like Starcade '87 was maybe the beginning of the end. Did you feel that way? That Starcade 87 is, is maybe when the, the, the tide started to turn a little bit for you guys. I knew that if we walked out of there, whether or not we had a helicopter come through the ceiling or we had the national guard show up or whatever the ridiculous scenario, if we walked out of there, tag champions, we were going to have a stronger company the next day yeah. because nobody, and I'm talking, nobody gave us one chance. Yeah. Road warriors, their hometown. Yeah. They were peaking as far as being big stars. Uh, you know, we were red hot Chicago. What a market, you know, was really building into something special for the wrestling industry. And it was just, you know, all the stars were coming into alignment. I knew it was going to be a, a big deal. So lately, I've been on a mission to change the way people view their finances and to encourage people to overcome obstacles and adversity. It's just more and more important to me every day. So I've teamed up with the folks at Life Surge. Life Surge is a one-day faith-based event where you'll walk in hungry for success and you'll leave ready to build your resources to leave an impact on others. We're talking faith-fueled finance, growing resources, crushing obstacles, and then, yeah, using it all for something way bigger than yourself. I'll be joining Life Surge in Cincinnati on Saturday, August 3rd. Joining me in Cincinnati is Nick Vujicic, the man with no arms or legs that speaks about his trials and triumphs. Soul surfer and author Bethany Hamilton, Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson, and author and pastor Craig Groeschel, star of CNBC's The Prophet, Marcus Lemonis, and Bethel Music. That's Life Surge, Cincinnati, on Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets are on sale exclusively at lifesurge.com. I hope to see you there. Science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature. You see, temperature-controlled sleep repairs our muscles after a hard day's work, and it improves our cognitive function, so you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Chili Sleep makes customizable climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili Sleep makes the Uller, that's the one I have, and the cube sleep system. Both are hydro power temperature controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili sleep can make that happen. For an extra layer of comfort, they also make the chili blanket 
It's the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. Head over to chillysleep.com forward slash Arn to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new cube or Uller sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for Arn listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash Arn to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up feeling refreshed every day. So now with, with Starcast or Starcade, easy for me to say, just very recently in the rear view, when do you guys start hearing, Hey man, McMahon screwed us around just to add context here. 1987 is such a landmark year for professional wrestling. WrestleMania three effectively changed a lot of things. It, it caused Jim Crockett to hit the panic button and finish his purchase of, of bill Watts UWF. And, and we, Lord knows we've talked about that a little bit recently, but at the same time, he's now f- saying, I've got to find a way to placate my guys. And a lot of the guys in the business are looking around saying, Hey, I want one of those WrestleMania paydays. Hey, I want one of those LJN dolls. Uh, you're hearing all these rumors about guys getting big paydays for these type of opportunities. And that's just really not readily available with JCP. So he says, Hey, hang with me. We won't have one big show as big as WrestleMania, maybe, but through a collection of shows that we'll call pay-per-view extravaganzas, you'll make more staying with us. And the first opportunity for that big vision was Starcade. And of course we know Vince McMahon sabotaged it, but how much did you know as a talent who's making towns because that's recall, right? That's hindsight, but as a guy who's, who's living it, who's packing his bag and hitting the road every single day. Did you know a few days after Starcade, a week later, a month later, when did you know, damn it, McMahon screwed us. I guess I was just so far removed from the day-to-day bean counter end of the business. Mm-hmm. I just knew business was good. Yes. And when you were a wrestler in those days, if you were smart, you kind of kept up with, okay, let me eyeball this. Yeah. I know what that house is. That's just going to be a good payday for you because every single night you didn't have an event coordinator coming back, telling you what the house was. Right. It just wasn't that way. You'd ask them, how's the house? And they'd say, good, that's it. Mm-hmm. Or not so good or average or it's down or it's up. But you know, we weren't, we just knew that, that we were now Tully and I were being used better than we ever were probably with that company. I would, I would think stealing a win from the road warriors and heading forward, we had nothing but positive aspirations and uh, we knew we were going to be positioned. Well, you knew, we knew we had something special in that team and it it wasn't a situation where we're sitting there just harping on, Hey, Vince clipped our legs out from under us with his, with his dealings. We left that to the office, or at least I did because it was such a foreign language to me. And and really this is, that's really the story for a lot of folks. I mean, it's hard for us to imagine now because Lord knows we can all just pick up our remote and just bam. Okay. I got a pay-per-view coming in reality back then. And it was a totally different animal. First of all, not everybody had access to pay-per-view. There were only certain areas of the country that could even do this sort of thing. And then when they could, 
well, man, you had to get down to your cable provider before the close of business on Friday to get a little gimmick to screw into the back of your TV on Sunday. So it's a totally different thing here, but Vince McMahon straight up sabotaged Starcade and, and, and made a lot of those cable systems decide, do I want WrestleMania or do I want to roll the dice uh, with these new guys? Because Vince created survivor series directly to compete, but you as one of the boys, I mean, you're just doing what you always do. Well, looks like we're sold out. Looks like a lot of folks in here probably expecting a pretty good payday, but I think it's that event where you started to have some hurt feelings based on the payoff, right? Well, you started hearing about that and and it did make you think because, you know, Vince was in his courting stage. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't this or didn't come across as this power hungry mongrel that was just really, you know, more than willing and able to steamroll the rest of the business. He was courting talent. He was sending messages out all the time. By this point in time, I'd already had a couple of messages from Barry Dar. So, so general that, you know, we were just friends. We were talking on the phone and he was doing well, demolition, making money, kicking ass. He was, boy, Vince sure does like you guys. And that's all he would say. He would say something like that, you know, and it would just be, I would either respond to it or, or, or I wouldn't, we would just move on with our conversation, but he was smart. He was throwing those little feelers out. I'm sure to every top talent in every territory around the world. And he was assembling this, this all-star team. Do you think that boy, I don't really mean to position Vince as like the puppeteer here, but do you think he actively went to Darso and said, Hey, just feel them out. See what they say. Um, or do you think Barry is like, man, I sure would like to work with those guys. Could have been half and half. It yeah. could have been, he could have, uh, you know, sent that to Jack Lanza who turned around and just mentioned it, you know, Oh, you're, you know, your buddy Arn and Tully are doing good down there. Huh? They happy. Could have been something that simple coming from, from Jack. I, I don't really know the exact Avenue. I'm sure it wasn't Vince just calling Barry going, Hey, you know, see if you can get Blanchard and Anderson up here. I'm sure that wasn't the case, but it was just, it was just enough to make you think, but I also was smart enough to know, and I can't emphasize this enough. during this particular time when we had those private planes and you're looking at the schedule, which we run through here on this podcast every week, and you start visualizing the country and how it, what it took to get from A to B to C to F to G, you know, it, it was those private planes were worth their weight in platinum because I, I was smart enough to also hear, Man, these guys are making killer money, but you know what? They're so dead, they don't care because they've been out 56 days. And you would start to hear those stories, and you know. And then I'd look at my check and go, okay, I'm on a private plane. I'm not dealing with airports. I'm going to be home X number of days, at least at night. And uh, I got a pretty good gig here because yeah. we were making money, and it was a good gig. It wasn't what top guys for events we're making, but I've never worried about what anybody else made in this business, Conrad. That's what sustained me. That's how I've been able to survive all these years. I never made top money, 
but I made a pretty good living for a long time. And that's how you rationalize it. And it doesn't matter what anybody else makes. As long as I'm having a pretty nice lifestyle and I'm taking care of myself and my family, that was good enough. So talk to me about timeline. You know, you and I talked about this Lord way back at the beginning of our podcast venture together, but there, there becomes a moment where you're pretty disappointed in the payoff here that you get for Starcade. Would you, I mean, that wouldn't have been something you would have gotten in December. Would it have been? Uh, I don't even remember what that payoff was. I just remember it was half. I think you were expecting if, it to be 25 and it was 12, five or some such, and it was still a great oh, payday. But the reality was you were like, well, he told me it would be this. So he, he I often say in, in business and just in life in general, the key to life is managing expectations. And if you had an expectation based on a conversation you had with Mr. Crockett, we're talking about Jim, not David. And he says, Hey, you know, I understand, but we're going to take care of you on this one. It's going to be 25 grand. And then you get it and it's half. Well, without the context of everything that Vince did, I could see why you and Tully were upset. So we've talked about that before. I don't mean to beat a dead horse about it, but I'm just trying to understand as we're talking about December of 87 here today. Would it have happened in December, do you think, or would it have happened at a later time? I'm not even sure, but it was, it was, he did, you know, it, and here's how blurred I am at this point of, of getting dropped on my head in my career. I wasn't sure this was the payoff that was in, in question. Correct. It wasn't the, the, this was our first quote pay-per-view. With Jim Crockett? Yeah. And your last match is going to take place September 10th. So that being said, Jimmy did come up and he pulled me in the bathroom and that's usually reserved for when two guys are fixing to get in a fist fight. But he just said, Hey, you know, Arn, you've been doing a great job. I really appreciate all the hard work. Da, 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 da. I'm going to pay you this for the pay-per-view. This was way before in there were any numbers in or any houses or any tickets sold or any finishes went down or any of that stuff. It was just, so that's what I hung my hat on. And again, that reinforced, I could care less about what they're making up North. You know, that's going to be good. But when they volunteer that, and then they come to you with, and it was less than half, it was 11, seven. Okay. Um, shows you how shitty my math is. Um, but you know, and I go, well, that's not what I was told. And he goes, listen, business is bad. You guys have been great. He says, all I'm asking is hang in here with me and I will make that up to you. Checks in the mail. Uh, paint's drying. It'll be drying a little bit later. Come back later. Whatever the excuse is, it's not good enough. When you volunteered it, my mind at that point, I suddenly went from team player to, to, Hey, when you get my expectations up and I actually went home and told, you know, pretty sure I told Aaron about this in advance, which I would have normally never done until I had it in my hand, but it was oh. biggest thing, biggest thing that ever happened to me in the business. So you were excited, shared that with your wife. So now you got a little think, egg on your face too. Yeah. And if I did, boy, did I look stupid and boy, would she have gotten mad because she's always been very protective of me. Even when most of the time I I can protect myself, sometimes she's the, you know, and I go, okay, I should, this is where I should say no. 
And she would go, listen, just let it go. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. Da, 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 da. She calms me down. Uh, and then there's times where she goes, no, no, F that. They're treating you wrong. Stand up for yourself. It's bullshit. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, all right, all right. Let's take a time out right now and tell you about something my wife absolutely loves. Of course, this episode is sponsored by Cometeer. Cometeer is the first coffee you melt to make. It's delicious quality coffee that's ready in seconds. Cometeer's freshly brewed coffee arrives flash frozen inside the world's very first 100% curbside recyclable capsule. It's super simple to melt your way hot or iced coffees. That's right. Lattes and so much more. No machines or expensive equipment needed. It's incredibly simple. It's fuss free. It's mess free. It's coffee just the way you like it. Uh, my wife and Bruce's wife absolutely love it. I am friends with Bruce's wife on social and she keeps on and on about how much she loves Cometeer. It's her favorite coffee. My wife's too. And it's a fun process. Let me explain about the source and variety of Cometeer. You see Cometeer's brewing process captures over 2000 flavor compounds that exist in a single coffee bean. Cometeer offers a wide variety of light, medium, and dark single origin and blended coffee roasts from the very best specialty roasters. The brewed coffee is then immediately flash frozen at minus 321 degrees, not a rib, all inside a recyclable capsule to lock in the freshness and the flavor. Now, Cometeer has discovered the best way to brew, preserve, and deliver delicious coffee to your home. Now, I don't think a lot of people think about this, but let me give you a little pro tip. The coffee that you see on the shelf at the grocery store, stale. The only way to get it this fresh is to do it this way. I mean, think about that. They're brewing it and then immediately flash freezing it minus 321 degrees. All you need to do is add water to enjoy it hot or cold. Now with Cometeer, you can have a high quality balanced cup of coffee in the time it takes to boil water or fill a glass with ice all for a fraction of the price of a coffee that you would get at some sort of cafe. Cometeer is delicious black or however you normally enjoy your coffee. And unlike the other pods that you may be familiar with, Cometeer capsules are 100% curbside recyclable. So how great is that? Not only does it taste great, not only is it like almost a hidden secret. I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't know there were 2000 flavor compounds, but it turns out Cometeer has got the right idea for us and for the environment. Come on now. Uh, the variety is awesome. The melting process is fun because man, I didn't know you could make iced coffee at home. Boom. You got it. Cometeer brings you the best coffee on the planet. It's incredible, but don't just take our word for it. Experience it for yourself. Try the coffee you melt to make brewed exclusively in partnership with award winning roasters. And boy, have we got a special deal for you. Save $20 off your first order. When you sign up at commenteercom slash Arn that's C O M E T E E R.com slash Arn. And we thank Cometeer for sponsoring the podcast and maybe the most innovative coffee of all. Check it out. You're going to love it. I know my wife does, and yours will too. 
commenteer.com forward slash Arn. That's C O M E T E E R.com slash A R N. Commenteer.com slash Arn. Coming at you. Well, the only reason I wasn't standing up for myself in some of these situations is I was protecting them because once I kind of get rolling with the anger, it's a little difficult to reel it in. So I try not to ever get there. Um, Just to add context to what you're saying, you're saying I'm trying to take care of them. You mean your family, the idea being, I don't want to be a hothead and make myself feel better, but really I'm the, I'm the breadwinner here. I'm the provider. So if I do that, I'm doing more than just hurting my career. I'm hurting their lifestyle. And so I'm going to just keep that to myself and try to keep my anger in check. Right. hundred percent. I wish I could have said it that well, you just, you know, let, let your ego go. It's still more money than I probably should deserve. Right. And, and will ever make in any other line of work, no matter where I am. That's for also, you know, that's for 30 minutes work. That's right. You got to look at it. That's right. So, Anyway, you know, it it was around this time that you started some of those conversations, man, they're on fire up north, da, 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 da. And there was just a little bit of a different tempo when all the guys were getting their Starcade checks. And I'm sure a lot of them were not nearly as good as mine. I think that we would have probably got those just 90 days out. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I I just... So you, you and the, the guys, the roster, y'all didn't have any inclination that this is going to be disappointing until well into the new year. You wouldn't have known the next month. Could have been, I want to say it was 90 days Yeah, and we understand that they, they said they had to collect, Yes, you know, the cable companies had to collect their revenue, sort it out, da, 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 and then then you would get paid off of it. And, and I believe that was correct with Vince and, and everybody across the board. That was more of a cable thing than it was a Crockett or a McMahon thing. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, even when we've done, you know, our Starcast events in the past, it does run on a delay, but without any further delay, let's jump into it. We've done enough of our preamble. Let's talk about December 1st. You're doing a TV taping for worldwide here. It's going to air on December 5th, but you taped it on the first in Monroe, Louisiana. And of course you're out there strutting around with those tag titles and doing interviews with Bob Cottle and the rest of the horsemen say, Hey, we must be the best because we've got the belts. And then on pro this same day, you're going to do a TV taping there. Well, we actually get a little physicality here. Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin are going to go to a, uh, disqualification in a non-title match around seven minutes in when Blanchard hit Hayes with JJ shoe as Hayes had you, uh, covered after hitting a bulldog. And then after the contest, uh, the Freebirds are going to clear the champions from the ring. And then we go to commercial break, but this is really the first time that you've been in a, in a prime time spot like this with this combination of Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. Of course, Jimmy Garvin has been a staple as, as far as what we're doing in, in JCP for a couple of years at this point, but Michael Hayes, probably most famous for his run with the Freebirds. Now we're getting maybe a new duo here. What'd you think of that combination of the Freebirds, Hayes and Garvin? Well, it's always hard to, to replicate, you know, the original and the original Freebirds were something special, but Jimmy Garvin is a good hand. Mm-hmm. And you know, when they had precious with them, she was special too. They had that chemistry, but Jimmy and, and Michael made a good team. You got to remember now Monroe, Louisiana, that's Freebird country. You know, that's oh, yeah. part of the Dallas area where they, mm-hmm. 
you know, they got that good TV coming in there all that time. And uh, I just kind of look at where guys were over around the country. If, if you were booked with, with guys that were from Watts territory, if you book, were booked with JYD and, and uh, Louisiana, you were golden. I think that kind of gave us an edge as far as interest, you know, that being Monroe, even though I'm sure that market was on its ass, like the rest of the company that we bought, uh, Louisiana was on its ass. It was down. <laughs> no other way to say it. I don't know what we bought. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So by now, you know that everybody on my side of the fence, man, we love us a magic spoon, but maybe nobody more than Arn Anderson. You see, Arn's been rocking magic spoon for years now. And he was so excited when I told him about the new flavors, he said, I'll take maple waffle. You see, here's what Arn and I know that growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but then eventually we give it up because we realize it's full of sugar and junk. We shouldn't be eating. But Arn and I know Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. That's only 140 calories a serving. That's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. But maybe best of all, you can build your own box. Now, the available flavors to build your own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies, and cream, and Arn's favorite, the maple waffle. Now, me, myself, I discovered that, uh, well, Dave Silva is a genius. If you combine cocoa and peanut butter, it tastes just like a peanut butter cup. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash Arn to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use the promo code Arn at checkout to save $5 off your order. And by the way, Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, They'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ARN and use the promo code ARN to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. And take it from ARN, he'll take maple waffle. I just love the phrase. It was on its ass like everything else we bought. Uh, You're not (laughs) wrong, though. Let's talk about the TV taping the next day, December 1st, you're doing TV in Miami, Florida at the night center. There's 2000 fans on hand and boy, something really cool happens here. Lex Luger wins a bunkhouse stampede last eliminating JJ Dillon. Now let's set the stage here. Ricky Santana was eliminated by Luger and then Tully Blanchard eliminates himself. And then you eliminate yourself. And then you climb up on the apron and tell Luger, Hey, take a dive like the rest of us. So JJ can win. Well, that doesn't happen. After the match, Luger press slams Blanchard. He drops you with a power slam, and then he puts you in the torture rack. And a few minutes later, Tully Blanchard's going to hit Luger in the back of the knee with a steel chair before everybody gangs up on Luger's leg here. And the Florida heavyweight champion, Mike Rotunda and others come out to make the save. But here's this fella who's starting the year as one of the horsemen. And now he's not going along with the script here. What do you remember about this bit? Well, in the buildup, you know, if you go back and, and, and watch the previous month, 
Luger was kind of wanting to step up to the forefront and was wanting to talk about Lex more than he was wanting to talk about the horseman and his aspirations about doing movies and commercials and, and all those things. It was more of a me, me, me situation. But if you knew Lex from the day one, we met him and we started talking to him about his, you know, you know, his previous career as far as playing pro football and college and football and all these things he had done before he had aspirations of him, you know, himself going, you know, to be a big star in Hollywood, which in this business, if you don't have an ego, you're lost. You're not going to succeed very much, but we were listening to those little, you know, cracks between the lines and, him kind of stepping up and taking interview time when it wasn't really structured that way and little things like that. So Lex let us know early on that uh, he knew what he was. He knew what the product was. That body was the product and he was going to push it. And uh, as far as he could. I just love that story of Tully throws himself out. You throw yourself out. Hey, we're doing this for JJ. He's not going along with it. Uh, I think we've seen something like that with sting. We'll talk about that next year here on the program. Uh, let's talk about the next day though. Boy, what a busy December again, to recap January 1st, or I'm sorry, December 1st, you're in Monroe, Louisiana, doing TV the next day on the second, you're in Miami doing TV. And on the third, well, you're in Atlanta doing TV. Uh, now this is notable, not because you and Tully beat up Gary Royal and the Italian stallion, but because it's Jim Ross's debut as a host. And Jim Ross has finally found his opportunity to be a part of the big time. Now that's not to say that what he did with Watts was irrelevant. That's not the case, but now he's on the big program on WTBS. And that was January, or I'm sorry, December 5th, 1987. And man, he never left all these years later in 2022, he's back on TBS. What'd you think of Jim Ross joining the show? Uh, obviously it's a, it's a pivot. You've been around some great broadcasters. Uh, you spent a little time working with Gordon Soley, spent a lot of time working with Tony Schiavone, obviously a lot of time with David Crockett, but now you get a flavor for Jim Rawls back then. what did you think of Jim? Very professional, um, very learned, very astute and knowing everyone's background, um, and I didn't, he was somebody new and fresh. I grew up, I don't think JR will get mad at me for saying this or Tony will, you know, I grew up on Gordon Soley. Gordon Soley was just like the Omni was my Holy grail. Gordon Soley was the voice of wrestling. Then Tony Giovanni became that voice. Now JR is stepping in. He's new. He's fresh, had a different style. And, uh, I just went, wow, where's this guy been? And, uh, the answer was he had been working for Bill Watts. JR asked, actually asked me in the locker room, you know, this past week, he said, uh, you know, Double A, do you remember me back when you very first started? When I started as Marty Lundy before I was ever Arn Anderson, when I very first started, JR was doing the commentary, you know, partially on that show. Wow. And I, I didn't remember. I remember Boyd Pierce being one of the voices, but I didn't remember JR. 
that's on me. That's from getting, again, getting dropped on my head. But it was, we kind of had that conversation. But JR is very, very good at what he does. People take him for granted because he is so good. It's uh, such a storied career, man. Uh, but the beat goes on for you uh, on December 5th. Uh, you guys are running a show in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, on December 6th, you're back in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a matinee show at the Coliseum. It's going to be a TV taping. The mighty Wilbur is going to defeat Arn Anderson. Of course, after the bout, Tully and Arn are going to double team Wilbur. Lex Luger is going to make the save and clear the ring. But talk to me about mighty Wilbur. This is a, a pretty big moment. We never saw you lose on TV and here it is the mighty Wilbur. <laughs> I, do, I do not keep a one loss record, nor do I worry about spilt milk. This is one coming off the heels of beating the piss out of Luger just less than a week before that, you probably would have went the other way. Arn Anderson kicks the shit out of the mighty Wilbur. Wouldn't you think? I would think so. But I, you know, it, it, now, by the way, if you're listening to this and for whatever reason, you're not familiar with mighty Wilbur, I encourage you to Google image him because if my fat ass put on some overalls, we could be related and and his wallet is not pulling them down in the back <laughs> like yours is. You got an ass crack, not because you have no ass, it's because your wallet is heavier than hell. Oh gosh, listen to you. Yeah, Wilbur had not established himself. He was not a huge star at that point. He was big guy, moved, you know, you'll hear this from time to time. Moved good for a big guy. It doesn't mean he moved good. It just meant he moved good for a big guy. Probably should have went the other way. That This is one of those times when you look at it now, so far down the road, and you realize how the uh, company went and the decisions they made and the talent made and all those things. This could have been one of those things in my thought process a few months down the road where I look back and went, and you know what? That was some stupid shit too. Way back then. It's not the focal point now, but it, it might have added, you know, to the to the negativity yeah. and the, the different thought process. When you start to scrape all those things together and you put them in a pile in front of you, you go, Hey, you know what? They are shitting on me. I hadn't thought about it, but you look at look at it all in one, you know, on one table. This piece, that piece, this piece, that piece. That could have been one. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I don't know if you missed it, but we are doing something special in Dallas. It's happening on April fool's day, but you would have to be a fool to miss this opportunity. We've got William Regal on stage with a live mic. That's right. You're going to hear from him for the very first time about what really happened and so much more. 
plus the elusive, the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy with a live mic in his hand to tell his story as only he can. And they're going to be joining myself, Eric Bischoff and Jeff Jarrett. It's super show time. And you can pick up your tickets at supershowlive.com. It's all going down Friday night, April 1st in Dallas. And if you can't make plans to join us there in person at supershowlive.com, pre-order the pay-per-view fight is doing this pay-per-view for us and it's on demand everywhere in the country. But don't forget when you pre-order, you get that awesome Jeff Hardy trading card. I don't think Jeff Hardy's had a trading card that wasn't TNA or WWE specific. This is going to be very collectible. It's worth more than the pay-per-view, but you need to hurry and pre-order right now at supershowlive.com. But boy, the real value is joining us in Dallas, supershowlive.com. We've got an unbelievable happy hour. You'll get to get pictures and autographs with Jeff Hardy, with Eric Bischoff, with William Regal, and of course, with Double J, Jeff Jarrett, all before the doors open, you get the best seat in the house and you get to hear stories we've never told on the podcast. You can't find a better deal around than supershowlive.com. Seriously, price out meet and greets all you want. You add up Jeff Jarrett, you add in Eric Bischoff, you slide William Regal in there. And oh, how about a little Jeff Hardy sprinkle on top? Buddy, it's the best value around. It's supershowlive.com. Make plans to join us Friday, April 1st in Dallas, Texas. That's supershowlive.com. And if you can't be there, pre-order the doggone pay-per-view. You'll be glad you did. That trading card is going up, up, up at supershowlive.com. Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about, protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean right now. And just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance. Super easy. Goliath life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath Life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. Goliath Life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. So the dark match that day, uh, there's two in Charlotte. It's a matinee show again on December 6th. It's the road warriors and Paul Ellering taking on JJ Dillon, Arn and Tully. I really like that. These badass monsters and their manager against maybe the biggest, best finesse team and their manager. What'd you think of those six mans with Paul on their side and JJ on you guys side? This was that same day, same day. Well, the intelligent Arn Anderson goes, 
what would lead any logical thinking person to believe if I can't beat the mighty Wilbur that we're going to beat the road. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it turns out you didn't surprise the road warriors won. Wow. That was a shocker. I bet you didn't see that coming. (laughs) And they have the same body. They have the same experience. They're all over the same. Well, we'll see. That was just, just another one of those things you might could have did without putting mighty Wilbur over, even if it was a DQ until he came in with the shoe and we beat him up. Anything would have prepared you at least for the match that you had later on, because that was still, especially coming off of Starcade. That's a marquee match. What a day you had here too. Um, Cause you're going to work a night show before we talk about the night show, we see Ric Flair wrestle sting here in a matinee main event in Charlotte, North Carolina, Steve obviously had had, uh, or sting rather had come over uh, as part of this transition from the UWF. But prior to this, he hadn't really been working on top. You know, he had been working with Larry Zabisco second from the top or Cougar J in an easy win. But the idea that all of a sudden now he's in a freaking main event in Charlotte with Ric Flair, what were you guys saying about sting behind the scenes? Did you know, Hey man, this kid's young, but boy, he's got something special. Cause somebody saw it for him to be going on last year. Right. The, by the way, just to add context, the, the clash of the champions match that everybody talks about that made sting. That was the following year. That's 1988. This is December of 87. So this is probably maybe not the first time he's been in the main event, but I think it's the first time he's in the main event against Ric Flair as the NWA world champion and a main event, dark match. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. I think it was a tester. I think when sting walked in the room, you could tell the way he carried himself. Now this is, this is the pre, uh, aquamarine bright leather outfit city war and the real cool, you know, once he mastered the paint, the, the tan, this was, this was the beginning version of sting, but everybody that knew what they were talking about from a talent perspective, looked at him and went, that kid's got something. You looked at him, you looked at Rick Steiner, you looked at Dr. Death, Steve Williams, the good that came from Watts territory. I mean, there was, there were some players that, that came out of there and Sting was one of them. You just could see the way he carried himself. Now we knew he was going to have to get in ring shape because top baby faces during that era, you better be ready to go. Everybody could go no matter what you thought of Dusty. If you needed 30 minutes, he could give you 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It would be at a dusty roads pace and it would be his type match, but if need be, he could do it. All your baby faces could do it at that time. Uh, because you can't, the worst thing in the world. And I mean, some of, if you go back and look at some real stinkers throughout history, match wise, it was because the baby face blew up as a heel. You can't make a guy beat you up. If he can't breathe, you're screwed. So we saw that he was going to get, not that he was in terrible shape then, and Rick will push you, but you could tell that he needed, you know, to, to get in super shape, but there was, there was something there. That was my first inclination. 
Well, that same day after you just lost to the mighty Wilbur and then played a super Bowl for the road warriors that night you're in the Omni and there's 8,800 people here, a special promotion that day, upper balcony seats were just a buck for kids. All the other seats were only $5, but buddy, you're pulling double duty here. The road warriors are going to beat you and Arn Anderson or you're Arn Anderson, you and Ric Flair. Arn is substituting for Lex Luger though. So originally this was promoted locally as Flair and Luger versus the road warriors. Now we know the story Luger's on his way out of the horseman. So we got to have Arn Anderson in here. Tully Blanchard interferes, but what's interesting is right away that turns into a big, a big match. Arn and Tully with Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane taking on Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Chris champion, and Sean Royal in a cage match. Anderson's going to pin Gibson here. And after the bout, uh, Morton and Gibson and uh, champion and Royal are all arguing, but still you can work the road warriors twice in the same day. They beat you twice in the same day. Mighty Wilbur beat you. And find then oh, that amusing. you find that amusing. And then, oh, by the way, let's put you in an eight man cage match. Like God dang Arn, f- four matches in a day, two of them with the road warriors. One's a cage oh. match. One's with Wilbur. how much can a man take? <laughs> it's the same day. Apparently I could take that at least. Um, you know, and look inside, you're so flabbergasted being on the inside now, looking out that you understand what that took from a physical standpoint. Unbelievable. Let's just think about something else for a minute. How unusual, how strange is it for us to be tagging with the midnight express? Uh, pretty unusual. What's interesting though, is that's been talked about over the years, hypothetical, right? What if the midnight express were to join and be part of the four horsemen? That could have been a fun. What if the midnight express being part of the presentation? I love what ifs. Yeah. You do too, right? Oh yeah. I think you would have had a super group. Yeah, absolutely. And imagine if you would have had JJ and Jim Cornette, not at odds, but playing off of each other and complimenting each other. That could have been one of those deals that that you could have had a whole nother run. And it could have been since you brought it up and I never even thought about it. And to be honest with you, we kind of talked about this a week or two, you know, ago on the show with, with Paul, I don't remember that is such a strange booking. I don't even remember it. I don't, I don't know if it's, I chose to just. Most people block out. out painful memories Orn. well, and four matches in one day could be painful enough, much less it being a very odd booking because Sean roll and the other kid were not positioned to be partners with the rock and roll express. Also too, let's run through this. You worked back to back matches here. I mean. The road warriors beat you and Rick. Rick goes to the back. You, you're staying out here with, with Tully. And now we're going to do it again. And let's not forget earlier in the day, the road warriors beat you up and then mighty Wilbur. I mean, golly, dude, this is a lot for a single. That That's a bad week. Much less. I mean, that might be the worst day ever. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm just going to throw this headset off. I'm <laughs> I'm fixing to go get drunk or stoned or something. And I don't even do any of that. 
Uh, yeah, it was. It was a it was a very taxing day, and I can't even remember it. But I could tell you this: just listening to it, damn. And you know what? You know, you know the reality. There's not a thing I wouldn't have done for that company on any given day if it would have been six matches. Did my best to 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 make it work. Uh, but that would that's such a really odd. It's an odd pairing, and I guess we were just trying to. I guess the thought process was let's just give these folks the ta- you know in the towns the the best show we can and give them something they hadn't seen. I don't know. Well, I, here's what I know. I, I know there's a, a very famous man who talked about a very famous event in American history, and he said December seventh is a day that will live in infamy. I think December sixth could be a day that lives in infamy. So this Tuesday. December 22nd, it's a Tuesday, the 6th of December. I think we should all in honor of Arn Anderson that day, take the day off, just lay on our back and look at the lights all day and think about what it must've been like to have the mighty Wilbur fall on you, to have animal fall on you, to have Hawk fall on you, to have Ellering fall on you, then to have Hawk and animal do it again. (laughs) What a day. This is the same day. It's unbelievable. I hate my life. I mean, I'm glad you lived to tell the tale and that's the 35th anniversary this year. So maybe that's what we should do. Celebrate the 35th anniversary, Tuesday, December 6th this year. Let's just lay, take off work and lay down and look up and just think, you know what? It could be worse. Wilbur could be falling on me. Animal could be falling on me. It could be worse. So, so there will be like people at the George Washington bridge in New York out of their cars laying down laying on their back yep staring at the lights yes sir that's a fitting tribute i mean it could be worse right that's the thing like wilbur well, could not for you then be worse i'm saying for us now for us now like we got stresses in our life right our wife's fussing about something our kid got a c on their report card whatever wilbur ain't falling on you the road warriors ain't beating you up twice in the same dog on day and then, oh, by the way, go get your ass in this cage match. That's the same day. Like it could be worse. I'm going to take, I'm going to tell you what, when we hang up today, I'm going to take my ass into the office, sling a bunch of mortgages and I'm going to grin doing it because it could be a lot worse. You know, that could have been the negative peak of my entire career. I mean, that's when you should have quit right there. Damn the Starcade payoff. How much more can a man give Lord? I. I should have put on a ski mask toboggan and started robbing liquor stores. Do you realize that you lost more in that day than Shawn Michaels did in 1995? <laughs> Plus <laughs> my integrity. <laughs> that was one of those Plus days. My confidence. And, and listen, I, we better go back and check the books. I met or I've made a chunk of money for that day, but I don't think I did. Well, the next day, I can't believe this is real. You're wrestling again. This time you're back in Louisiana at the Cajun dome. It's a 26 man, $26,000 bunkhouse stampede match. Darn it. You don't win. Uh, of course not. A couple days later, you're at the central plex in Baton Rouge, Louisiana doing TV. Cause why not? It's a worldwide taping here. And, uh, once again, you're going to find yourself involved in a bunkhouse stampede match this time, 28 men, $28,000. Come the ninth, we're back on TV. It's WTBS, and we're going to do two tapings here, one that'll air on the 12th, one that'll air on the 19th. 
The episode that airs on the 19th has you and Tully beating Kendall Wyndham and Denny Brown. Uh, there's a little spot show ran at West Caldwell high school on December 10th. And then there's also a television taping happening at the Dorton arena on December 10th. There's 4,000 fans there. And wouldn't you know it, another bunkhouse stampede. This one's won by Michael Hayes. I got to tell you, Arn, I don't know anything about being a wrestler, but all I've heard over the years is that battle Royals suck. Bunch of kicks, bunch of punches, bunch of elbows, bunch of forearms. And then one by one, everybody bails out. Um, you have any fun or, or favorite memories, anything positive you can share with us about a bunkhouse stampede or did they all just suck? They're all pretty much suck. Yeah. You can't have 25 guys fighting in an enclosed space and have it be any more than what you just described safely. Yeah. You know, before you throw a punch and that elbow comes back, you better find out who's behind you. You're going to hit somebody in the back of the head. You're going to knock out somebody's teeth before you fall down. You better, if you can prevent it, look behind you and make sure you're not on the way down to blow somebody's knee out. There are more precautions you have to take if you're going to do one of those safely uh, than there should be. It's just because it's such a confined space. And let's face it, getting chunked over the top, although it was a bigger bump then than it is now. Now it really is no big deal. Right. If you, if you look at the athleticism in the industry now, just taking a big bump over the top, it, you know, at one point that was a big deal. Not only was it a disqualification, but in a bunkhouse stampede or about a Royal, that's the only way you could get eliminated. But, uh, it's, uh, they suck. They suck. Yes. Yeah. They suck. That's it. By now, you know that everything is crazy overseas and well, that's created some volatility in the market. We actually saw rates tick down a little bit this week. We don't know how long it'll stay that way. All the experts are predicting that there is going to be a rate hike this month in the month of March. Some are saying 25 basis points. Others are saying 50. What does that mean? It means waiting will cost you money. And by the way, I want to mention this is still a once in a lifetime opportunity just based on your real estate values. You see, all of a sudden your house is worth considerably more than it was just a couple of years ago. And as a result, you can use that newfound equity to change your life. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners take their 30 year loan and pay it off in half the time. And how can they afford to do that without their payments going sky high? We get rid of all their other debt. And I mean it as a heads up. What would you do? You had no credit card debt. Just like that, it was all paid off. How much easier would life be if those car payments, whoop, they're out of here, no more car payments. That is the story that we're able to help our friends and family with at SaveWithConrad.com. You see, the interest you pay on your credit cards, not tax deductible, and sky high. The interest you pay on your car loans. Buddy, where is that going? What if we could restructure all of your debt, use some of this newfound equity, and at the same time, get you out of debt faster. You see, what we're talking about is reducing the time on your mortgage. Yes, we're going to get you a great rate, but if you're in a 30-year loan, think about what your life looks like 30 years from now. Man, life gets a lot easier when you're completely debt-free, and that's what we want to help you do. And by the way, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And oh, as a heads up, if you've been thinking, hey man, I like my house, but my kitchen's kind of outdated. 
What if we could get you the cash you need to turn your average kitchen into something your wife loves and it wouldn't change your monthly payment at all? Why wouldn't you do that? You see, you'd be reinvesting back in your own property. That's going to make your house worth even more. And oh yeah, you can do it with cheaper monthly payments at SaveWithConrad.com. Now I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want you to go check out our reviews for yourself. See what some of our new family members are saying at ConradReviews.com. You'll see there we've got over a thousand verified reviews. Our average rating is 4.72. And if we were a restaurant with a thousand reviews and a 4.72 rating, I know where you're eating dinner and I know where you need to do your next loan. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? That's SaveWithConrad.com. Lots of different folks winning these. You know, Big Bubba won one. Um, Lex Luger won one. Michael Hayes won one. Road Warrior Hawk won one. Road Warrior would win his uh, in Baltimore. It's a matinee show on December 12th. That night, you're doing a TV taping in Greensboro. Process what we're talking about, guys. Baltimore is a matinee show. Greensboro is the night show Two big old arenas, two big old crowds. And here in uh, Greensboro, it's dusty and Nikita taking on Arn and Tully. They're going to go nine minutes and 44 seconds before there is a disqualification. You're going to throw Cole off over the top rope. And then afterwards, Flair's going to run out, attack Nikita on the floor. Luger's going to then come running out and chase you backstage later that day. Uh, same set of TV tapings, but now it's going to be for pro it's Tully and Arn beating Gary Royal and John Savage. You're going to get the win in a minute and a half with the spine buster and the gourd buster. And then afterwards do some promos with Bob Cottle at ringside, just really dunking on Lex Luger. So we're trying to advance that storyline. The next day, a TV taping in Albany, Georgia is the matinee event. Uh, there's 4,000 fans here on December 13th. It's dusty and Nikita taking on Arn and Tully. That night you're in Cincinnati. It's Tully and Arn taking on Dusty and Nikita. They go to a draw here. And then it looks like there's a bit of a vacation. Uh, and I wondered how long you could keep this pace up. Because again, I just want to run through the towns. December is just, you're shot out of a cannon. Monroe, Louisiana on the first. Miami Night Center on the second. Atlanta on the third. Alexandria on the fourth. Hampton, Virginia on the fourth. Lakeland, Florida on the fifth. Matinee on the 6th in Charlotte. That night, we're at the Omni on the 6th. In the 7th, we're at the Cajun Dome in Lafayette. We're also in Greenville, South Carolina. Doing a TV taping in Baton Rouge on the 8th. Atlanta TV on the 9th. Spot show on the 10th at a high school in Lenore. A TV taping in Raleigh on the 10th. And then Baltimore is a matinee show on the 12th. Greensboro on the 12th. Albany on the 13th, Cincinnati on the 13th, so many double shots. And I'm thinking, how long can they keep this pace up? And you guys kind of go dark from the 14th to Christmas day. And there's a matinee show on Christmas, actually a couple of them, one in Greenville, one at the Coliseum and then Christmas night at the Omni. This was pretty rare that you got a little downtime, but God dang, did you deserve it after running all those double shots? Uh, is this just healing up? Are you trying to take a vacation with the kids? Are you just going to go chill out at the house and veg out for a few days? Everybody, I bet you across the board, just stayed home. Yeah. It it was one of those rare occasions where everybody, I'm sure, you know, that think about this. What about the TV crew? 
Yeah. Having to do all that traveling besides the wrestlers. Yeah. There's only one way I've, I went through this in my mind a thousand times, Conrad, because running back, you know, doing the podcast with you and, and running back through that career and doing it day by day and, and week by week and month by month, it's, it's, it's almost humanly possible. Yeah. The only way it was possible is everybody was young. When you're in your twenties, you could pull stuff off athletically in any sport in any, I don't care what it is, your twenties, you're peaked. And that's the only, you know, we were all young and we're able just to run ourselves to the, to death. And if you could get one 24 hour period of rest, it would patch you up to be able to go out and do it again. Again, I, I want to be clear about what I'm fixing to say. I want to talk about these Christmas shows and we'll finish out the year, but I do want to ask the schedule has wreaked a lot of havoc on a lot of individual guys. And unfortunately their families as well, not just being away. But there becomes a time where guys need some sort of coping mechanism. Cause let's be clear. We're not just traveling to these places. When we get there, we're falling down on hard surfaces over and over and over again. And I saw something years ago where they did some sort of science and they tried to break down exactly what sort of impact it was like when a guy took what, what wrestling fans and wrestlers might call a flat back bump. And they equated it to a 35 mile an hour car crash that it had the same impact on your body as being in a car crash going 35 miles an hour. And you're probably thinking, well, that's not very fast. Next time you're in your car and you're going 35 miles an hour, imagine getting in a crash right then. Now imagine doing that 12 times a match. That's probably a low number. If you're wrestling the road warriors, it might be 30, but the point is you're going to do this twice a day in different towns, wake up in a different bed every night. It's a, it's a grueling schedule, but I've always been led to believe that a lot of the, um, for lack of a better word, the pill problem created was created in the WWF, not Jim Crockett promotions, not the other territories. That's not to say that they didn't have their own vices. Guys are blowing off steam with alcohol. Maybe they're drinking a little too much after the shows. Maybe they're having a few beers. Maybe they can keep it between the ditches or whatever, but it felt like once upon a time when the drug testing policy really changed in wrestling and, and people started to really crack down on that. That's when, well, this is okay because I have a prescription for it. And a lot of the problems that, that people, we lost a lot of wrestlers who were at their heyday in the nineties. And it feels like that was a policy change instituted by wrestling where maybe they couldn't have those left-handed cigarettes anymore. Uh, but they can take this thing and, and this'll do the trick. And I know in these days, or at least based on what I've heard, the territory days were, were mostly just alcohol. Did the, the prescription pill thing, did that really exist on a widespread level in the eighties? Or was that more like, I believe more of a, a, a early to mid nineties thing that probably started when testing started. hundred percent nineties. Okay. Eighties. It was, it was beer and booze. Yeah. Uh, when you're having to juggle schedules and realize where you are today and where you got to be tomorrow and drive, you know, 300 miles to a show, wrestle 30 minutes and drive 300 miles back. You can't be all peeled up. Yeah. There's no way, you know, and you know, not being a pill guy, you know, I could see what it would do to you. It would, you know, they're meant, you know, pain pills are meant to take one, lay down, go sleep. Yeah. Not, not, not function on it all day. 
and operate heavy machinery. Yeah. Don't, don't take one first thing in the morning and then one at two and then one at five and then one at 11 or a handful ever. Absolutely. Yeah. And, And they were the scourge of our industry. They killed a lot of good people. Um, I could see how easy it was to get hooked on them. Having a slow, which might've saved me, to be honest with you. I have such a slow metabolism. I mean, I can almost, I've almost mastered the art like a horse. I could sleep standing up if I can just be still for a minute. I have that metabolism that it's, that it's easy for me to, to relax, which might've saved me because, it, you know, I remember once or twice taking, you know, one of something like, uh, you know, so I could immediately go to sleep because we were getting in at two o'clock in the morning and we're having to leave again at, at nine the next morning. Or we're going to be much time. So I take a Valium or something or whatever it was. And I'd be so hung over the next day that I just felt horrible. Right. Just had no, no threshold for it. So I never took them because I knew what they would do to me. It's just, uh, it's such a shame because now, you know, golly, marijuana is legal in like half the country and we know, you know, just CBD, how effective it can be. You know, a lot of our listeners, myself included, they use CBD when they got a little ache or pain here or there, maybe they need help getting to sleep and that's totally legal and totally fine. But back then, man, you could get in trouble for that stuff. So guys turned to. Well, I got a sheet of paper that says this is okay. And, uh, it's a shame because I don't know how we could expect guys to keep up this type of schedule, not like for a month, not like for a quarter, but for years. And in some cases, decades and not feel like, Hey man, they're going to need a little something. Uh, but that little something, man, some of those little somethings are more harmful than others. And it's a shame that it changed. And I'm, I'm hopeful that. We're a lot better now. These days, the schedule is a lot more lax. These days, the laws are a lot more lax. And the less guys who are walking around with that extra jingle because of those pill bottles, probably the better. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. Yeah. And it was a, it was a dark time for, for our, our business and our industry. But let me tell you, it was in the time frame we're talking about now, man, it was, uh, it was, it was tough. It was, it was really tough. And it just was just by luck. And I'm going to be honest about this too. We had an unbelievable schedule and all that stuff, but we didn't take any of the high risk bumps that this generation of guys are doing now. I'm really worried about them. It's a whole nother subject, but I mean, even wrestling the road warriors, you were getting pounded, you were getting clotheslined, you were getting power slammed and all that, but you weren't doing moonsaults from the top rope out to the floor and hoping and praying that somebody's there to catch you. You know what I mean? So, so we, we protected ourselves as far as what we did recklessly or not recklessly during a match as best we could. Well, let's talk about December. Uh, we're about to wrap up the month of December. And of course we couldn't do that without talking about Christmas day. And again, this is such a weird subculture because the rest of the world kind of shuts down on Christmas. You know, the stores aren't open. The restaurants aren't open. Uh, it's just time to be with your family dot, 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 and watch pro wrestling. I don't know when and how that happened, but my whole life I've heard that Christmas night was either the number one night 
in the country for wrestling or number two, but it was Christmas and Thanksgiving, the two biggest American holidays they are always one and two. And there's never anything more evident than this. You guys ran three shows, Greenville, South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, and the Omni. Now Greenville and Charlotte were matinee shows, but the Omni, well, that's the evening show. And man, you guys had to be looking forward to this day, but also it might've been a little bittersweet because most everybody else would like to be home with their families. But if you did have a break, maybe you guys did Christmas a day or two early because it was time for daddy to go make the donuts as they used to say, right? Well, what we did, Charlotte was the matinee, which was absolutely marvelous. We just got up early and we did, you know, and that this, in this point in time, a lot of people had had babies. This was the, the period where you had the, the, the Charlotte flair, the, you know, my son Barrett, you had, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes was being born, you know, this, this whole group of babies that happened during this time, there was, there was quite a few that are adults now, obviously. Um, so we got up really early. We did Christmas with the kids. And then we went down to the Charlotte Coliseum, which was just a, a very short ride, did our show. And then we headed to the Omni that night. So we still got to have a piece of Christmas and those two shows. Let me tell you, you wanted to be on Charlotte and you wanted to be in on, on the Omni that night. Cause that, that paid for Christmas Yeah, and, and was getting pretty close to paying for your, uh, January quarterly. So that was a nice chunk of change that day. You wanted to work those days. Richmond, Virginia is a matinee show on the 26th. Uh, Detroit is going to get a show on the 26th. And so is Philadelphia. Uh, I guess everybody's got to get out there and spend that Christmas money uh, on the 27th. We're doing a TV taping, uh, here in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. We're going to see Aaron and Tully with JJ by their side, take on Kendall Wyndham and Larry Stevens. Uh, after the match, Tony's going to conduct a uh, ringside interview with JJ, Arn and Tully. And they're going to brag about having all the gold, but the other teams are still just contenders. We'll be doing St. Louis for TV. It's a matinee show on the 28th. Uh, here we're going to see, uh, David Crockett conducting an interview with Hayes, Garvin and precious about Hayes trying to chase the NWA world champion, Ric Flair. Uh, of course, Arn and Tully are in the sights as well, but then there's another, another little angle here where we see Lex Luger beat Keith Steinborn with the torture rack in just a couple of minutes. But afterwards, Luger's got some pretty strong words about Arn Anderson and being part of the bunkhouse stampede finals. So everybody's looking for you guys, man. Everybody's gunning for you, but you finally get a little in ring action on this TV taping with Ronnie Garvin and Ron wins by DQ after 16 minutes. Telly's going to jump in and attack Garvin. And, um, that's pretty rare in this era to have a 16 minute TV match. But you guys got it. I guess that wasn't uncommon on a live event, but for TV, that's a pretty big deal. It is. That's quality TV time. It's a quality opponent, and you could uh, do a lot of convincing when you got Ronnie Garvin out there for 16 minutes. He was very convincing. The uh, dark match at that show is Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin uh, beating Arn and Tully by DQ. And then uh, Dr. Death is going to win another one of those bunkhouse stampedes. You'll wrap up the year in Savannah, Georgia on the 29th, Albuquerque, New Mexico on the same day. 
Johnson city, Tennessee on the 30th and Chicago, Illinois on the 30th. What a loaded year. And it feels like after you're running all of these shows and you're running so hard, so, so heavy, you got to assume, man, I'm fixing to make the biggest paydays of my life. And as we know, it doesn't actually happen like that in 1988, which is right around the corner is going to wind up being your last set of matches with Jim Crockett promotions. Would you have ever imagined as you end 1987, I'm wrapping up. It feels like you're on top. It feels like you're at the very peak. It doesn't feel like, well, I don't know how much longer this is going to last. Well, I would have to go back and look because that week from Christmas until new year's notoriously is one of your bigger weeks in the business. Cause the kids are out of school. Houses are usually good. I'd have to look at those paydays to see if the, the warning light was flashing yet, but I could, I know this, they were, they were using us to patch every possible hole that there was to beef up every house show. It's like, we, they don't need you to, we need you. Yeah. Type scenario. And you can just look at the, some of the odd pairings and bookings. And, you know, when you go out with Ronnie Garvin for 16 minutes and slug it out, you probably shouldn't have to go back out with, with, uh, Michael and, and Jimmy and wrestle them afterwards. Yeah. You know, it's pretty anticlimactic for that. And you hurt the live event. After a period of time, you see that happen a couple times. You go back and think, well, I thought that match with, with Arn and, and Ronnie was something special, but shit, they're back out there at it again. It must not have been that special. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I think in the long run, when you do that to towns, you, you do them a, a disservice. You're not giving them more. You're, you're kind of giving them less. Well, we hope we're giving you more every week here on Arn. Uh, you get all these shows early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com. And man, it's been, uh, such a fun time talking about 1987, but I gotta be honest. I'm pumped about next week. We're going to talk about 1988. This is going to be the beginning of your very last year with Jim Crockett promotions, because by the time you wind up coming back, well, JCP is no longer a thing and you're going to be working for Ted Turner. Um, maybe it was good timing. We'll find out next week right here on the show, but this was a fun episode, man. I, I, I know I had to miss a few weeks there, but I'm back in the rhythm with you. This was a good show. I had fun today. Let me plug something. If I could, Please. you know, what's coming up pretty soon here is WrestleCon. Oh, that's exactly right. You're going to be there, huh? All three days. Awesome. I'm going to be there. And, uh, man, I can't tell you all I hear like it. This past Saturday, Brock had a match in big Clover, South Carolina, had the Hardys there, had Ricky Steamboat there, myself, Brock was there. Quite a few people for the little bitty town of Clover, South Carolina. Now we got this coming up, but point I'm trying to get to, I get to thank fans from around the world that I never had a chance to just go, Hey, I had a career because of you guys. Thank you very, very much. I just want to shake your hand want something signed get a picture together whatever it is thank you very very much and the first thing most of them say conrad is hey i really enjoy you and conrad on your podcast it's different from everything else i really get to hear how the business really was so it's a it's a good thing and i'll get three good full days of it check it out it's wrestlecon you know when it's happening wrestlemania weekend in dallas 
by the way, some of your other favorites are going to be there. Tully Blanchard's going to be there. So if you got some stuff from back in the heyday here in 87, like we've been talking about, you can get Arn to sign it. You can get Tully to sign it. He's got pictures, autographs, combos, the whole thing. And who knows? He may have a little extra at his table. Check it out. It's WrestleCon WrestleMania weekend. That's March 31st, April 1st on April 2nd. Uh, I'm going to be there and, uh, well, everybody else, you know, is going to be there. So come join us at WrestleCon and, uh, don't forget to check Arn out. AEW is uh, still doing their thing. And man, a lot of people are curious about what's next for Arn Anderson. And my advice is stay tuned. How about that? Good advice. Let's do it and stay tuned next week. We're going to be talking about January, 1988, the good, the bad, the ugly, the bunkhouse stampede. Here we come next week, right here on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.